You're listening to The Way Out, creating financial freedom through network marketing with Andrew Logan. This podcast is your step-by-step guide to building and growing your own business and creating passive investment vehicles. If you crave legacy, wealth, and freedom, keep listening. Hello and welcome to The Way Out Podcast. Andrew Logan here. Great to be with you for another episode, episode number 27 today. And today I want to talk about the process of creating wealth, looking at how other people have done it and then how we can create the same process in our life. Now, obviously, you know, financial freedom, wealth, you know, it's a topic that I love to talk about. It's the underlying theme of everything I do on this podcast, in videos, in my book, etc. But it can seem like a very complicated process for people. And it can seem so far beyond their wildest dreams that they never even start, obviously. And when we look at someone who's earning, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars, billions of dollars, it just becomes too unreal to be true. The reality is actually creating wealth is a simple process. Now, it's not easy. It's a simple process process. It's a, it's, there's a couple of steps to this process and people are just repeating it. It's just the volume that some people are repeating it on is much, much higher than what the average person is. Now that obviously is a, you know, that's a great thing as well. That's an opportunity. It's not easy, but it is simple. It's just purely a matter of how much volume we put through this system. And I remember learning years and years and years ago, and I was seeing a speaker at an event and it was a, you know, it was a kind of financial freedom and event and how you can create financial freedom and went to all those things in my twenties a lot. And I was taking lots of notes and the speaker was saying, you know, find someone who has what you want. And just imagine if you were 1% as good at them as, as them, you know, like if it's the, the Jamie Oliver, I think it was at the time was, you know, like really like with all his naked chef stuff, you know, exploding and saying, you want to be a chef. Imagine if you were 1% as good as Jamie Oliver, would you be okay with earning 1% of his wealth? And for most of us, 1% of his wealth is enough to, you know, create great financial dreams in our life. So it's the same thing here that we can follow the same process. We not may not be able to get as many zeros on the end of our number because we're not putting as many zeros in at the front. But if we follow this wealth loop, wealth creation process, we can get our financial dreams. Now, as I said, it's very simple. That doesn't mean it's easy because if it was easy, everyone would do it. But the fact that it is a challenge to do is the opportunity for us as well. It's a simple process. It's just challenging to stay in the process. It's challenging to stay focused. It's challenging to not get distracted by shiny objects or looking for the shortcuts or distracted by people who are promising shortcuts because there isn't a shortcut in this thing, but that's where people get distracted. So the opportunity we have is because it's challenging and because so many people get distracted, so many people won't do it. And that's what allows us to get to the top. If you do what most people won't, you'll generally have what most people don't. And most people are broken, unhappy. So if you do the opposite, you'll probably be rich and happy. So let's get into the process in saying all that. And how do you create wealth and how have, you know, wealthy, successful people created themselves? So how can we duplicate that process? So there's kind of four terms we just need to think about. So, you know, if you're listening to this at the gym or in the car, okay, you just got to imagine them in your head. If you listen to this at home and you can get a piece of paper out, I want you just to write these four terms. 
income and expenses, put them on like the left-hand side of the page and assets and liabilities on the right-hand side of the page. And so for most of us, if we start on the left-hand side of the page, we have income and expenses. So we kind of leave school and we get a job. And then our expenses are, you know, rent, food, uh, you know, our college fees or something like that. If we're going to university, whatever it is, but we get a job and that job hopefully brings us in an income. And then we have all our expenses, you know, our social life, our food, our mobile phone, all that kind of stuff. And what's left over at the end of the day is like leftover. And then it's what do we do with that leftover money? So I know for me, you know, I was a, a broke student for so many years. And then, you know, suddenly you get a job, you leave university, you've been flat broke, like on the poverty line for four years and you leave and suddenly you get paid, you know, 60, $70,000 a year as a professional. And suddenly it's really exciting, obviously, because your expenses, uh, sorry, your income flies up. I mean, it goes from like zero to $60,000 overnight. So what do we do? So then we have leftover money because I, I don't need $60,000 worth of food and I didn't have $60,000 worth of rent. I had these expenses, but they were fairly small because I was living a small life. So then we have the choice. And this is where the kind of wealth loop gets created is that we can go out and purchase assets or we can purchase liabilities. So a liability is something that takes money out of your pocket every week or every month. And an asset is something that puts money into your pocket every week or every month. Now, when you go to the bank to get a home loan and they're going to say, well, you know, what assets do you have? And we sit there and we say, oh, well, we've got our car and we've got our furniture and we've got our house. And the bank's like, yep, tick, tick, tick. But none of those things are assets. I mean, that is a complete you know, false lie, essentially, at the end of the day, because, you know, the furniture sitting in your house, unless you are renting out your couch to someone, the furniture is a liability. It just takes money out of your pocket over time. It took money to purchase it. If you bought it on lay-by, if you bought it on installments, if you bought it on afterpay, it's going to take money out of your pocket. If you have to you know, buy new stuff because it's breaking down, you've got to repair it, all those sorts of things, that is a liability. Your car. Now, unless you are, again, a driver by profession, if you are an Uber driver, a taxi driver, a limo driver, your car is a liability. Because every week you're going to have to put fuel in that thing. Every year you're going to have to insure it. Every month you're going to have a car payment on it. And even if it's paid off, you've still got your registration, you've got your fuel, you've got insurance, all those things. A car is necessary, of course, but they are not assets. And this is really the key. The key is understanding the difference between an asset and a liability. Your home, your home is essential. We need a roof above our head. But for so many of us, we kind of, you know, leverage out so heavily to buy this house. And then every week, every month, every year, it's costing us money. It takes money out of our pocket. The difference, of course, would be if it was an investment property, because if it was an investment property and it was positively geared and your rent was more than your expenses, then you actually have an asset. And I know I've talked about it on other podcasts and I'll probably do like a specific direct podcast on it. But this whole thing of negative gearing, like, you know, buy a house, but lose money because that's okay. Cause you get to claim it on your tax. No, that's dumb. That is a liability. If you're buying something just to lose money, just to save tax, then you're purchasing a liability. You're purchasing something that is taking money out of your pocket. 
So let's just park that to the side for a little bit of a second. But let's just think again. So we've got our income and it's, you know, $1,000 a week or whatever. And we've got our expenses, tax, rent, food, etc. It's $500 a week. So there's $500 a week left over. And then we go out and we buy some liabilities. So we buy a car. And that liability then creates a new expense. Because again, as we said, there's fuel, there's registration, there's insurance, there's, you know, the loan, the car loan. And then we create this expense loop. And then so we eat away at our money. We eat away at what's left over. And the human nature then is like, okay, well, I better work harder. I better get a pay rise. So I get a pay rise and I lift my income. And then I think, oh, actually, you know what? I've got a pay rise. I should upgrade the car because, you know, that car is getting a bit old. Or I should upgrade the house or I should, you know, buy some nicer furniture or buy a second car because our daughter's getting older now. We need to get her a car. And we go and we buy another liability. And then that liability then turns more expenses into our life. And the problem is, and the reason most people get stuck, is that they keep buying liabilities. They send themselves broke because they have residual liabilities. They have residual expenses every week. So what do the wealthy do? The wealthy buy assets. The wealthy understand that, you know what, like a car is important. But maybe for the moment, I should buy that rental property first and I can use the income from my assets to buy my liabilities. So you see the difference there. And again, like it's easier if you draw it out on paper, but rather than use the income from your job to buy liabilities, use the income from your job to buy assets and then use your assets to either buy more assets or use your assets to buy your liabilities. So then your liabilities don't actually cost you anything. But really, so if you want to create financial security, you buy assets and then you use your assets to buy your liabilities. So if you want that nice car, great, but set yourself the goal of buying enough shares or enough property that the shares and the property buy your car. And that's what I did. So I actually had had a business and had three properties before I bought my first car. And I'd ride my bike everywhere and I'd do all these things and, you know, catch, catch. Uh, we didn't have Uber back then, but, you know, I've had to go somewhere, I'd catch a train or I'd catch a, you know, catch a taxi or whatever. And people like, you know, you're making all this money. I can't believe you don't have a car. But it was because I didn't want to buy a liability. I didn't want to buy something that would set me back every single week. It's not just the purchase of buying the car walking in. It's the residual bills that come in every week in the expenses. So... The way to then create like a wealth loop and have financial freedom is by use your income to buy assets and then buy the income from your use the income from your assets to buy more assets. And then you just have this loop where your assets throw off money every week into your income and then you use that income to buy more assets and they throw off even more money. And we keep our expenses low. We keep our liabilities low. And then we just have this huge wealth loop where our assets are making us so much money and we keep buying more assets. And then eventually when you've got so much money from your assets, then you can just, you know, then you can buy the nice holidays. You can buy the nice car. You can buy the nice house, all those sorts of things. But they do not cost you income out of your pocket every week because your assets are making enough money to cover your liabilities. And that's financial freedom because financial freedom is that you can live your life without needing a job. If you can live your life without needing a job, you don't need your income to pay for your expenses. 
your assets pay for your expenses, your assets cover your liabilities. And that's the key to wealth creation. So as I said, how did the rich do it? Well, if you look at any, you know, top 100 list and top 50 list and all those sorts of things, it will always, always say this person made their money through business and property or business and the stock market, or they started in property and then they'd created a property business, or they started in the stock market and then they use that stock market money to build a stock business. It's always business and assets. They created a business, okay? They built a business so that they could, again, that's how you put a zero on the end of your income is you build a business, something that you can scale, something that like grows very high. And they use that money to then buy assets. So they use their business income to buy assets and then they use those assets to buy more income. So they bought more assets with their assets or they use their assets to you know, build and fund a business, which then allowed them to buy more assets which allowed them to have more income, which allowed them to buy more assets, okay? And that loop, that wealth loop, as I call it, that snowball effect. So the last little thing, and the last thing we talk about is here is how can we do that? You know, how can we do the same thing? Well, the reality is that we can do the same thing because we have the ability to create a great business. We can do the same thing because now we know, now we know the process and it's just discipline. It's discipline, it's time, it's discipline to not go out and buy that handbag, you know, and then create the credit card bill because everything we buy then goes onto the credit card and that's another expense into our life. Okay, the discipline to like, you know what, I'm not going to buy the handbag, the motorbike, the jet ski, that extra car until I have more assets in place or and and or I should say and or we can build a business. And that's why I love the network marketing industry. That's why I love what we can have here and what we have here, because the reality is so many people get a bit confused with what it means to have a business. You know, like I see people in, you know, Facebook groups or you're talking to people and they say, yep, I've got a law knowing business. And it's like, you know, that's great. Obviously it's something that I love to do and it's a great service. And I love the, pe the person who takes care of our lawns, but having a lawn mowing business, they're actually self-employed. They have a job, they have a logo, they have a business name and all that kind of stuff. But unless you have like a gyms mowing, like a complete conglomerate, then you don't actually have a business. Like if you say, I've got an accountancy business and it's Fred Jones accounting down the road and you've got two or three other accountants working for you, that is, you know, essentially self-employment. You have a business name, you have, you know, the LLC or the ABN or whatever, but you don't actually have a business because there's not the scale. There's not the huge amount of scale of, say, if your accounting business was JP Morgan. If you said, oh, I've got accounting as a business and it's JP Morgan and I've got businesses all around the world and, you know, like towers in London and towers in New York, all that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, that's a business. But what we can do is we can create those that kind of same business mindset where we can create franchises all around the world and we can help someone from our phone from Zoom, from Facebook, from social media, we can help someone set up a little business through our company with our product, with our service, and they go out and start a business in Germany. And then we help someone across the road and they build a business. And then we help someone, you know, like down the road, down the street, across the side of the world. We help people create all their own little businesses and we help people create their own income streams and their own extra, um, you know, supplementary side hustle incomes. And we have this network marketing business that has scale. 
that has huge amounts of scale because we help lots of people create money and then we get to run this business that grows and grows and grows. The key then, of course, is as we're growing that business as now income increases, that we go out and we buy assets. We don't buy liabilities. We buy assets and we use that money to get more assets and we use that extra money to get more assets until we are in this point where we can live our dream life living off our assets. Then you have financial freedom. Then the money you make is a bonus. Then the money you make can you know, fund the holidays, fund the trips, fund the nice cars, do whatever you want with that. But your basic costs of living are covered by your assets and then you have financial freedom because you do not need an income anymore. You do not need a job. You do not need a working income. And that's the reality go. It's just a matter of like, what percent do you want to do it at? How committed are you? How disciplined you are? And I know people say to me, oh, you know, but like I'm making money. I want to buy the car now and don't be so boring. It's not a matter of being boring. It's a matter of having that bigger vision and seeing that bigger picture that if you just want to increase your income a little bit so that you can buy a motorbike, you're just going to be stuck in that broke loop forever where your liabilities keep growing, your expenses keep growing. And unless you can keep growing your income, eventually you just go broke. And we know that eventually like there's going to be a wall. There's going to be a limit, a ceiling on our income at some point. If we buy assets and we use that money to buy more assets, then we have freedom. And the greatest thing about network marketing is that we can scale our business. We can create enormous leverage. We can create enormous scale and we can really ramp up our income. And if we do the right things with that, if we then turn around and buy assets with that, We can show people that network marketing is the greatest stepping stone on the way to financial freedom. Financial freedom doesn't come from network marketing alone, but it is the greatest middleman. It's the greatest stepping stone on the way to financial freedom. It's knowing what to do with the money afterwards and understanding the difference between an asset and a liability. So guys, that's my pod for today. That's the, uh, you know, the main thing that I wanted to cover. And as I said, it is so simple as a mindset. It is so simple as a process that, you know what? When I make money, I buy assets instead of liabilities. I buy things that feed me every week instead of things that eat me every week. I buy things that put money in my pocket every week instead of things that don't. It's simple. It's not easy, but it's simple. But my wish for you is that you find out those assets, you create the business, you build the income, and you go out and you do great things with that, and you set yourself financially free. So guys, that's it for today. Uh, Great to be with you as always. Thank you for your support. Um, And I look forward to seeing you again in our next episode. I've got a very special guest coming on again uh, later in the week, and she's going to share her personal development journey, journey, I should say. A very inspiring story, and I can't wait to see you all then. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to The Way Out, creating financial freedom through network marketing. Connect with Andrew on Instagram and Facebook at Andrew James Logan. For your seven-step system to financial freedom and other tools and resources to help you grow your business fast, go to www.andrewlogan.net. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Until next time, keep moving forward.